It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios at WATH, this is a sports fan on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Brandon Monte and Joey Medor as we got you until the bottom of the hour with Columbus Blue Jackets popping on at 630. It's the Blue Jackets and the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Red Wings at 1338 and 4. Uh, so it should be a Columbus Blue Jacket win tonight. They're at 2916 and 9. Uh, but we are coming to you live uh, presented by Jane K. Contracting and McFadden Insurance. Another sponsor is we're here on this seventh day of February 2020 with snow outside for the first time, I think, all year. We've seen a couple other snowfalls, fellas, but this one's actually stuck. It's about 28 degrees and cloudy outside. Closed schools seven. today. Yeah, I can't believe they closed a couple of schools, but the one school they did not close, and I'm excited about it, is the... Trimble and Fedhawk game here tonight. It's Trimble visiting Fedhawk, and that should be a great game. That game will be on Power 105 starting around 7.15. Uh, 7.30 is projected tip-off, but you know with high school sports it can start at really whatever time uh, they, they decide to, to start it. You know, National Anthem starting lamps might take a little bit longer. It's not an exact science, but Brad Walker and Troy Bowen going all the way out to Fedhawk to have that game, and that should be a pretty big game, especially with TVC Hawking title implications on the line. Fedhawk with the win, they can uh, get sole possession of the of the title, and should they win out for the rest of the season. Trimble, on the other hand, down by two games. I have to reschedule a couple more games, but Trimble at 10-1, uh, Fedhawk at 12-1 and in the TVC Hawking. So, it's a big game, guys, and that's why it is our game of the week over on Power 105. Yeah, it definitely is a big game. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Trimble... Matches up against Brad Russell in that game. Uh, the Guffies have done an incredible job this year. It should be a great matchup with uh, conference championship implications on the line. Crazy. Trimble come off a game. They scored 92 points, albeit against Wahama, which, uh, you know, they've, they, they've struggled this year. But, you know, Trimble, uh, they, they, they're very capable of putting up some points on Fedhawk. But as you mentioned, uh, Monty, Brad Russell. Uh, you know, has been a force for Fedhawk this season, and I think people are kind of surprised on how good the Lancers have been able to play this year. But as Connor mentioned, you, uh, it's, it would be a big win for them tonight. Can clinch the TVC Hawking. Uh, when, when was the last time they won the Hawking? Anybody know off the top of their head? I don't know when the last time they won the Hawking, but what I do know is this senior group for Fedhawk went 0 and 20 something their freshman year, and now mm. they're in contention for a title. What a so it's a big turnaround for the program. They've had success all season long. They're 15 and four. So they, they've had a, a nice season and a season that they can be proud of, especially from where they started. But it, it's, a again, uh, Fedhawk and Trimble over on Power 105. Brad Walker and Troy Bowen on the call starting around 715 uh, for our game of the week. We will not have the Athens Bulldogs on AM, unfortunately. We won't have them right here. They are away at River Valley. Athens at the top of the TVC Ohio at 8-2, 13-5 and on the season, and they travel to River Valley tonight. River Valley is 5-13 and 1-8 and in the TVC Ohio. Uh, we won't be there. I don't know if WUB will be there for coverage, but Trevor Stevens well, will be there. Well, you see me so here, don't you? Tweets. 
Well, yeah, I see you here, but I don't know. You are one person. WEB has many people who can go and cover this game. I didn't know if you were just here by choice. We are running a little thin this year over Hardwood Heroes. But, no, usually if I'm in the studio, there's not a game to cover. No, but, I mean, it's it's a game that Athens needs to win if they want to continue uh, to have the lead in the TVC Ohio. It's just a half-game lead here on Alexander. Alexander falling to the Megs Marauders uh, earlier on. Uh, on Tuesday during the week, a 53-41 loss for Alexander, who is dealing with the injury to J.K. Kearns. Kearns uh, tore something in his leg, and he's out for the rest of the season, which is unfortunate because this was a very, very good Alexander team, and he was a big part of that team. Uh, but Meg's getting hot at the right time of the season. Uh, Meg's also defeated Athens earlier on, 69-67, uh, dating back on January 31st. So it, it was a it's the right time of the year for the Megs Marauders, but might be too little too late with Athens up eight to two. And for Athens remaining on the schedule in the TVC Ohio, it's River Valley tonight, then Logan, a non conference game, Wellston, which would be the last TVC Ohio team, and then Jackson, which is not uh it's a rivalry. It's an old S E O A L rivalry, uh, but it has no implications for the remainder of the season it will not affect Athens postseason as we should know around Saturday or Sunday uh, what they're seeded for the postseason uh, in Division 2 but again it's Athens if they beat River Valley tonight they beat Wellston they get the TVC Ohio title yeah, yeah. Uh, oh sorry go ahead no, no I got it well, uh, the thing is uh, the thing about Athens is I mean Alexander VC and Megs they all still have to play each other at least one more time I believe and Athens' tough schedule uh, is already behind them. They've played all the three of those teams twice. And, you know, I be- they've done quite well. Uh, they beat VC twice, split with Meg, split with Alexander. And, you know, they they won the games they had to to be in the position they're in. Uh, I wouldn't imagine them losing to River Valley or Wellston. And uh, I think what's really going to be interesting, though, is that Jackson game. I think you're really going to see what their abilities are going to be in the postseason. That's kind of a measuring stick game for them in that situation. Yeah, we talked about this earlier in the week when you, me, and Troy were on the air about how there's sort of been a shift in momentum in the TVC, given that Alexander's been struggling a little bit as of late and Megs is heating up at just the right time. As Connor mentioned, might be too little too late for this Megs team, but at least they're picking up steam going into the postseason. We've already talked about the three main guys on that team who stand out. Obviously, you have Weston Bear, Coulter Cleland, who may end up winning your uh, Hardwood Hero of the Week award now for the second week in a row. He's been playing phenomenally at the point guard spot, and then you have a low post option in Bobby Musser, so kind of the big three for the team right there as this Megs team continues to heat up right at the perfect time. I think a great conversation to have right now in like a kind of an athens Mays comparison. They both played each other twice. Both games came down to two points, and each team won one of those games. Who's a better duo, Braden Markins and Braden Whiting or Coulter Cleland and Weston Bayer? Well, here's the unfortunate thing. I, I think you have to expand it, yes, if you want to go duo, uh, but Athens, you know, the not at full strength, I mean, especially with the suspension to Isaiah Butcher. Well, that's why we're going with duo right now. I mean, you can't right. really count that into the equation at this point of the season. Yeah, I, I think uh, first time around, so Butcher came back. He was suspended early on in the season. Then I think he came back for the Alexander game because he did not start the season. Um, and then he came back for Alexander, played all the way up into about, well, the, the Alexander game. He went from Alexander to Alexander on the season. He was back for, so you mean the first time they played Alexander? Yeah, the, the first back. time. Gotcha. Yeah, the first time, uh, but it was Galley Academy, New Lexington, and Nelsonville the first time around. And then Butcher was on the team 
for the Megs 57-55 win earlier on in the year, but was not there for the 69-67 loss. Um, so, I mean, if you're, you're comparing duos, I like the Whiting and, uh, and Markins duo, but I think Cleveland and uh, Bear are it's those are the two duos in, in the conference that are healthy right now. Those are the two that, that I have to go with, and I think at this point in the season, as a, consistent as Whiting has been, as consistent as Markins has been, I mean, Megs is just hot right now. You play the hot hand, and I'd go with Megs. Well, I mean, I think Markins has stepped his game up since uh, Butcher's been unavailable for sure. You know, they had, at a time, they had three guys that could go out and get you 20 at any point. But, you know, there wasn't as much pressure on Markins with Butcher being, you know, kind of the force down low and Whiting shooting as well as he was. But once Butcher's gone, it, it, he had to pick up a lot onto his plate, and he's, he's answered quite well. But, Monty, you've called games for both sides, so, you know, who do you think has a better duo? Well, I'm looking at Athens, and I don't think it's just been uh, Markins and Whiting that have stepped up. And a lot of people were concerned that when, uh, with Butcher gone, you know, what size would this team have? How would they replace his production? And given this team was stretched thin, especially against Megs, there are only seven guys out there for Athens that were active. Then you had Stevens on a college visit. But a lot of guys stepped up, and I think what's really surprised me, or maybe I guess hasn't surprised me quite that much, but he's really upped his production, is Nate Trainer. This is a guy who's been putting up a couple double-doubles as of lately, a good offensive option. And originally he wasn't even supposed to play basketball this year. He's supposed to focus on baseball. He's a heck of a baseball player. But he's really stepped up his game on the hardwood this year, a guy who can go get you around 10 to 15 points. And with an increased role, he has really increased his production, can give you about 10 or 11 rebounds, makes up for some of the production on the glass that you lose from Butcher. You have guys like Will Matters who can knock down a couple of three-pointers as well. So again, it's not just Markins and Whiting who have stepped up big time for this team because obviously we know Markins and Whiting, they can both get you 20, 25 any given night, especially now that they're taking more shots with Butcher out of the lineup. But overall, I think everyone on the Athens team has done a very good job of, you know, really rising to the occasion because it's the next man up mentality and they've done a good job with Butcher out of the fold. Yeah, I think you know, Mickey Cozart has done a tremendous job adjusting his squad, especially uh, against that Nelsonville-York um, team earlier on because they had no idea that Butcher was going to, uh, to be suspended uh, until really game time. Uh, so they walked into school that day, heard about the suspension, and then had to adjust their really their, their whole team because uh, Butcher is a force down underneath in the paint. He's a force on the glass. Uh, he was one of the main reasons why Athens was able to be successful against Alexander the second time around because Isaiah Butcher kept Caleb Terry really as a non-factor. When you take Terry, who's around, I don't know, six, seven-ish, right, because Terry's a big guy. When you take him out of the fold, uh, that, that's huge. You know, Butcher didn't light up the, the scorebook, but he was able to counteract uh, what what Alexander was able to throw, oh, yeah. and and was really why Athens won that game. In addition, it's it's been a complete team effort. Now you talked about duos. I think if we're talking about a complete team, I think Athens is going to be more of a team than Megs is because Megs have they they've got their stars and they're they're playing hot right now. Um, but Athens, you know, you got Andrew Stevens who's able to facilitate the ball. You've got. Uh, Nate Trainer, like you talked about, and Trainer has really stepped up. You have Will Matters, who puts in good time. Reese Wallace, I mean, all these guys on Athens' roster, they, they're impacting positively uh, for the team, and they're really why the team has gotten, you know, the success that they've had. They're 13 and 5 this year, 8 and 2. 
Uh, you didn't really know what was going to happen coming into the season with Athens because they had a couple of seniors graduate. Couple. Uh, four. Uh, yeah. Four starters. Yeah, they had four starters graduate. So you didn't know what this team was going to be coming in. You knew that they had talent, but you didn't know how it was all going to mesh. And this really is, I think, a complete team effort all season long for the Athens Bulldogs. Yeah, couldn't agree more for sure. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things. Even when Butcher was playing, and of course he's not at the moment, but, uh, you know, there was anybody that could step up on any night. I mean, as you mentioned, Matters been real solid off the bench when, you know, he come to, comes in and takes over at point. Trainer has had solid games. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's funny because when you look on the bench, they don't have that many guys, but it really is one of those deep teams where one through seven, anyone's able to take, uh, you know, kind of take control of a game and produce for you this year. And, you know, that's good because, as Connor mentioned, we weren't really sure coming into the season what to expect out of this Athens team. And, you know, it, it, they're on their way to winning their second straight uh, TVC Ohio title. Well, they're in a good position right now because all they have to do is beat River Valley, who they haven't lost to in a long time, and then continue to have success against Wellston. The first uh, time around, Athens beat Wellston uh, by 23 points, or 17 points, 60 to 43. So a 17-point victory the first time around against Wellston back on January 7th. So if Athens beats River Valley and beats Wellston, they'll be back-to-back TVC Ohio champions. Uh, which will be great for fourth-year head coach Mickey Cozart and uh, really a testament to him, his coaching staff, and uh, the ability that, that these guys have uh, to step up and uh, play quality basketball. we got to take a short time out here as uh, we've got a short show for you going until 6.30 where the Columbus Blue Jackets will pop on pregame starting at 6.30 for them and then 7 o'clock puck drop as the Columbus Blue Jackets will look to continue their successful season uh, going against the Detroit Red Wings uh, later on tonight. But we'll step aside. We'll take a timeout. We'll be right back as you're listening to the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. See yourself with season tickets to 2020 Bobcat football. 10-5, 6 for the Cats. Ohio's won three straight bowl games, and the six-game home schedule includes Marshall and Buffalo. Season tickets are on sale now with packs for as low as 35 bucks a seat. Can only make it to the Saturday home games? No problem. We've got you covered with the brand-new Saturdays at Peden Plan. Call 800-575-2287 or log on to ohiobobcats.com. See yourself with season tickets to 2020 Ohio football. Brony's Bar and Grill in Uptown Athens. The place if you love sports. And he's in for the touchdown. The place if you love music. Yeah. Yeah. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Yeah. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. The place if you love food. Yum. Sports, music, food, and fun. All at Brony's Bar and Grill. See you on Court Street. health we believe change can be good and much has changed throughout the years our primary care has expanded 
Our departments have gained recognition and certification for their excellence. We are committed to treating Southeast Ohio to the best care and the best medicine possible. Visit OhioHealth.com slash to see all the changes we've made for the good of our region. Columbia Gas wants you to know the ground rules. If you smell the rotten egg odor of natural gas, stop what you're doing, leave the area immediately, and call 911 and Columbia Gas. For more ground rules like these, visit ColumbiaGasOhio.com slash stay safe. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Shorten Sports Fan right here on 970 and 97.1 WATH. Mills on the mic alongside Brandon Monte and Joey Medora. We got you for about eight more minutes unofficially. About, yeah, about eight more minutes until we get 630 in the Columbus Blue Jackets. Up on the AM station again. We will not have the Athens Bulldog basketball team on AM as uh, they face River Valley. Um, again, we've got the Columbus Blue Jackets coming on 6:30, uh, but we do have the big game over on the FM station. We've got Trimble and we've got Fedhawk. Uh, 7:15 pregame with Brad Walker and Troy Bowen calling the game of the week over on 105.5 for you, and that should be a big game, entertaining game. Uh, give Brad a listen. He does a nice job over there. Uh, so, again, 7.15 pregame for Trimble and Fedhawk. Where I want to direct our attention right now on the sports fan presented by J&K Contracting and also by McFadden Insurance is towards the Ohio Bobcats because there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. It is Sibs weekend, so there should be an increased attendance at a couple of these games. Uh, it's Ohio women's basketball tipping off at 1 o'clock as Ohio women's basketball goes against Kent State, and the men's team takes on the Miami Redhawks. Uh, that game's starting at 3.30. It's a battle of the bricks with the men's team and Ohio and Kent State uh, earlier on uh, for women's basketball. Uh, for both teams, uh, they're, they're looking to build off a of success. Uh, for the women's team, 14-6 and six on the season, 7-3 and three in the Mid-American Conference. They're vying for that second seed by the time they go down to Cleveland, or I guess go up to Cleveland. Uh, Central Michigan currently is perfect in the Mid-American Conference, so they will most likely get the one seed as Ohio failed twice, and they only lost by two points twice uh, to Central Michigan earlier on in this year. And then for the men's team, they're looking to get back on track against Miami. Miami is the only team that is underneath Ohio in the rankings uh, or standings uh, right now, but Ohio at 10-12, and 2-7 and seven in the Mid-American Conference, and Miami, so we're tied now. Miami 9-13 and 2-7 and seven in the MAC as well. A couple of big games for these teams. Uh, Jeff Bowles looking for a win against a team not named Eastern Michigan in the Mid-American Conference this weekend. Yeah, this is a must-win game for Ohio. I think these next two games are must-win. You're at home, and you're going up against two teams near the bottom of the conference in Miami and Western Michigan. Ohio's been catching some tough breaks as of late. They lost by just two to Akron at home, and Akron's one of the top teams in the Mid-American Conference. Again, just a lot of tough losses for this Ohio squad. Uh, Jordan Dart has been struggling a little bit as of lately. Look to get him kind of back in the fold and get his offensive groove going. And then Jason Preston, who's near the top of the country in assists, is doing a very good job this year. But Ohio currently on a four-game win streak, but a chance, or losing streak, excuse me, and a good chance to right the ship here and pick up two victories. And they have the convocation center advantage over these next two games as well, and I'd consider them must win. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would help 
the confidence of a young team like they are this year for sure. I, you know, just kind of reeling ever since we've gotten to conference play. And, uh, you know, I just think the youth is kind of showing. I mean, some of these game, these close games late, just not being able to pull them out, you know. But, you know, as Connor mentioned, I remember last year for Sibs weekend, it was pretty packed at the convo. I don't think, I don't remember, I think we lost to Akron at home in that game. But hopefully they're able to pull it off this weekend. And uh, as Brandon said, they got a couple got a couple home games coming up here so hopefully they can get back to 500 with a couple victories yeah they, they, they got to win and uh jeff Bowles. i know one of the things that he wants to do when he's coming in here is to win uh but it's a young team there are there have been little expectations for the bobcats for this season because you know Bowles kind of came in here a little bit late on the recruiting trail he did a nice job getting ben roderick uh recruited and and signed for ohio uh, but he had a lot of scholarships to fill. He had a lot of positions to fill. He was able to get Sylvester Agbanda to come in and sign. But, uh, you know, this is his first year. He's trying to implement his own coaching style for this team. Um, the other big thing that you got to keep a lookout for this weekend is uh, Jordan Dardis looking to set the three-point record for Ohio men's basketball. Uh, for Dardis, he is currently ranked second all-time in Ohio history and made three-pointers with 290 which is tied uh, with Nick Kellogg for the most in program history. All he needs is one three-point basket to get this. We thought he might get it a couple of weeks ago, but he only had one uh, three-point made uh, later on uh, in in the last game. Uh, So if he gets one, he's got the record, uh, and he stands alone with that one. Uh, He needs to get up to 291, but Jordan Dardis uh, will look to lead the way for the Bobcats against Miami this weekend. Absolutely, and you know, speaking of games at the Convocation Center, you got the Ohio women's game as well. As we mentioned, 1 o'clock against Kent State. I think that'll be a big one. Ohio and Kent State, in their last three meetings, the margin combined has been only five points, so Kent State plays us pretty tough. They're a game and a half back in the MAC West Division. So, again, a lot of implications in this one. I think, Ohio, you come off a big victory against Eastern Michigan on the road, and Bob Bolden was talking about how these road wins are about twice as important so they're able to even the slate on the road, and then they come back to the convo. They're 8-1 and one at the Convocation Center this year, but can't count this Kent State team out either. They have five players who score in double figures. Both teams are very balanced and should be a good game. Yeah, you know, we're just coming down the stretch here of the season, and it's just so tough because I think everybody on – we just want them to get over that Central Michigan hump. They only lost by two points twice. That was yeah, a very good game that's the on, thing. The, on the road at Central Michigan. And, I mean – Hopefully we get to see it again in the MAC tournament because I think Ohio would be able to best them third time around. But, you know, th- this Ohio team is just, you know, something about them this year. You know, they're tough. They're gritty. Uh, they have three conference losses, I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Seven uh, and three. Yeah. Seven yep. and th- I mean, they're going strong at this point in the season. And, uh, you know, hope, hope this is the year that they're able to, you know, get a March Madness bid. Last year it, it was – it was a little bit tough. You know, some people around here have kind of felt they got snubbed, but I think they're heading in the right direction as we come down the stretch this season. Well, they do have two Power 5 wins this season. That's the first time in a long time for the Ohio Bobcats with wins uh, over Power 5 teams. They beat Pittsburgh and Ohio State. Uh, so two quality wins for the Bobcats as they look to build on uh, this successful season for them. Again, it's Ohio women's basketball at 1 o'clock inside the Convocation Center. And then men's basketball starting tip-off at 3.30 and then Battle of the Bricks. Coming up next right here on 970 and 97.1 FM, it's the Columbus Blue Jackets as Blue Jackets pregame coming up 
at 6.30 as they take on the Detroit Red Wings. That's it for the sports fan. For Brandon Monty, Joe Medor, my name is Connor Mills signing off. We will see you next Monday. Thanks for listening.